On April 8th and 9th, PNC Arena in Raleigh geared up for a two-day sporting event. But instead of setting up the hockey rink for the Carolina Hurricanes or laying down the court for the NC State basketball team, the staff of the arena worked with Riot Games and the League Championship Series, or LCS, to set the stage for the finals of an esports tournament. The competitors in the LCS face off against each other in the popular multiplayer online battle arena game, League of Legends. Each team consists of five players, three lane players in the top, middle, and bottom lanes of the arena the game takes place on, one jungle specialist who braves the neutral territories of the arena to provide support to their teammates, and one support player whose job it is to protect their allies and prevent their enemies from moving. Each player can pick from one of 163 unique champions or characters with their own unique abilities and strategies centered around them. When they've picked, they face off in a complex battlefield where the objective is to destroy the other team's base. It's a popular game for over 100 million players worldwide, some of whom gathered in Raleigh to see the best of North America go head-to-head. Raul Fernandez, the senior director of esports operations for the Americas for the League of Legends publisher Riot Games, said that they decided to hold the finals in Raleigh in order to bring the game to a wider audience on the East Coast. While we have focused our our sights on larger cities like Chicago, like Los Angeles, where, where we call home, uh, we want to make sure that everyone gets the opportunity to be exposed to, to these events. And just the city of Raleigh in general has been super supportive and has been very welcoming. PNC Arena has been nothing short of fantastic in just accommodating for us. And, and the fans in general have have been so happy that, that, that we're able to, to, to come to Raleigh. And we're actually getting folks not only from Raleigh, but from you know, uh, you know, uh, nearby states and cities coming in and driving into to to the city, which is again um, shows the fans' commitment, and we love to see that. Riot Games is based in LA, so the majority of the events they hold take place on the western half of the United States, and it's a good thing for Raleigh and other East Coast cities that the game company is sharing the love, so to speak. According to the city's official tourism authority, Visit Raleigh. The event raked in an estimated $1.6 million in economic gain for the area. It's not the circuit's first foray into the southeastern United States, though. In 2022, the League of Legends World Championship Tournament took place in several North American cities, including Atlanta. Robert Dugan, Riot's LCS event head, said that the esports turnout in Atlanta tipped off the LCS that there were some passionate fan bases in the South. Worlds came through Atlanta, and we're like, oh, wow, there's a huge presence there, a lot of fandom, and we want to just come, you know, give another opportunity for them mm-hmm. to come out and celebrate being a fan of League of Legends. Apparently, that fan base showed up for these finals. The weekend started with the semifinal game between Golden Guardians, a team widely considered to be the worst in the league and the clear underdogs. They went up against FlyQuest, a favorite to win the entire tournament. Golden Guardians won, though and earned the chance to play Cloud9, the defending champions, in the final best of five series. The magic is in the air. The players are in their seats, and the finals have arrived. Welcome to the last best of five here in spring 2023 for the LCS. After four well-fought games, Cloud9 defended their title and were declared the winners. In a press conference after the win, the Cloud9 jungle specialist Robert Huang, who goes by his username Blabber, said that the atmosphere is a big part of professional play, 
and North Carolina was able to create that. Uh, yeah, so the crowd was actually pretty lively today. I think there were a lot of fans here from what I saw, and uh, I always really appreciate all the fans coming to watch us play. I think with all the fans, there wouldn't be us, right? And um, I'm just very grateful always to play on a big stage because it's kind of what you play for as a pro player. You want to do well uh, in the biggest moments. You want to do well internationally, especially as an NA player. The differences between esports and conventional sports are obvious, but Ramirez said that when it comes to some parts of the ecosystem, a lot is the same. For example, building a fan base that is dedicated enough to cheer for a team season after season. Fandom is generated, yes, through players, but in the long term, it's done through teams, right? And we need to help teams create that personality and give them that reason to believe. When, when you uh, are, are a fan of a team, you develop it either because you were born in a specific geographical location or because you have an attachment, be it through your family, your friends, where they kind of like shepherd you into fandom of a specific team or a specific sport. That's what we're trying to uh, achieve on this. And this is a worldwide phenomenon. I talked earlier about the League of Legends World Championship, and it's just that. There are professional esports leagues all over the world, in Japan, China, Europe, North America, and they come together a few times a year. There's the World Championship, but first there's the Mid-Season Invitational, which Cloud9 and Golden Guardians will play in at the beginning of May in London. All these events take place in crowded arenas, and the productions are impressive considering the main event is 10 people sitting in front of computers for hours on end. At PNC, the entire floor was covered in a projection that changed colors and showed different graphics when something important happened in the game. The Jumbotron above the court was lowered to just above a stage that sat in the center of it, where the two teams of five were facing each other as they played the game. On the Jumbotron and on projected screens just above, the game was live-streamed to the audience, who cheered every time a player did something really exciting. With the engage, W2, there's the E follow-up for the stun. They want to give the money to River and Golden Guardians get number three. You lane swap the vulnerable Oriana up to the top. Dugan said when it comes to the level of excitement that the crowd feels in these moments, you have to see it to believe it. You just kind of have to go and experience a live event to like really feel why they're really special. Um, I felt it my first one, we, uh, my first one was in Chicago, and this is my second, um, you know, LCS event, and it's really special, you just kind of got to come and experience it, the, the level of energy in the crowd, like, being with other like-minded individuals, that like, you know, everyone loves leagues, so it's, it's fun, it's, a, it's a, if you like League of Legends or play it, you should definitely consider going to some type of event, not even just LCS, but any of Riot Games events, it's, they're really special, there's uh, good energy in the crowd, and Everyone likes, it's It's just like a, it feels like going to like a big festival or something, you know? There are professional esports casters narrating the action as it comes, and the games are live streamed across the world on several platforms. It's a growing industry that offers people who play video games as their hobby a chance to see the best in the world face off against each other, in an event similar to conventional sporting events. And it's not just Riot Games and League of Legends. Lots of games are seeing a rise in professional play and viewership and drawing crowds to big arenas like this. Ramirez said that the LCS is banking on other games, joining the community, and the industry as a whole growing. Riot's bet is a long bet, right? For long-term sustainability, not only for us as a league, but finding ways for us to continue to partner with teams that are willing to make those investments and are willing to stick around with us for them to be also profitable in the long term. When it comes to the World Championship, though, no North American team has ever won the trophy. 
Though the tournament won't take place until the fall, the competitors at the spring finals seem fired up and ready to win. You can hear more from me and all of our other Carolina Connection reporters on our website at carolinaconnection.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Will Christensen. Thanks for listening.